Hey folks, this is Nick, one of the hosts of Reality Blows. Before we get to today's episode, I would like to put out a disclaimer. Today's episode has a lot of descriptions of male genitals. <laughs> Ashley's making me do this because she's fearful of people who listen to this podcast in the car with their children. I'd say it's nature. Um, but we, I'm doing, no, this is the one that we're doing. No, this is it. Guys, enjoy the show. Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. Um, folks, we have a show for you today. That's right. I was going to say a big one. I was going to say a good one, but we haven't done it yet. So uh, we're going to find we're out. We're going to find out. Could be middle of the road. Uh, just to give you guys a heads up, uh, Ashley and I caught up on Are You the One? We mm -hmm. watched episodes five and six last night. We have thoughts. Um, I believe this coming Wednesday or Thursday is episode seven. So, um, be ahead of the game, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, listen to those, uh, listen to our show after you watch those episodes and we'll talk some shit about that uh in a few minutes but first uh ashley and i uh celebrated ashley's birthday yesterday and at uh the wonderful fire island that's right my birthday is should i tell them my birthday what would happen <laughs> you're afraid people are gonna bombard you with gifts what do you mean i don't know i just got worried about my identity being stolen no, but you, no one's gonna steal my identity you can tell people your i mean facebook pretty much tells everybody their birthdays and, and we're social not, security numbers well, I wouldn't include that <laughs> in there. I was saying Facebook does. Um, they don't steal social security Babe, numbers. Babe, just roll with it. Listen, guys, my birthday is July 31st, same as Harry Potter. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, that's what you wanted to say? Uh -huh. That big lead up for that? Yep, Harry Potter. So, Ashley, why don't you explain to us what, what your plans were for Fire Island and how it all turned out? Well, Fire Island is a mystical island in off of Long Island that has no cards. So you got to take a ferry there. And then all of the houses, it seems to be like a beach. And then the rest of it is just overgrown seagrass that is split up between houses and these like little wooden sidewalks that unite all the houses, raised little wooden sidewalks, docks, if you will, seagrass docks. And it's, um, it's so... The fact that you have to take a ferry there and there are no cars lends a certain um, isolated feeling. Um, so I was looking forward to that. It's also a um, famously gay island. Is that is that correct? Um, yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's known for being a hot spot for the LGBTQ and... No, I think you covered other... it. <laughs> I think you... <laughs> no, I think there's more. Oh. I think there's more, but I don't. I don't know. I, I don't want to get involved in that. Although that's what we're all we're dealing with. The I feel like that's all we're dealing with these days. Watching so much Are You the One? I mean, so much identity being yeah. thrown around. I think that it started off predominantly as like a a uh, gay male island, and that it has grown to. Encompass. Well, I'll tell you what. The part of the island we went to is dominated by men. Mm -hmm. uh, there are so many men, and we went to uh, the women's women side. There, yeah, I know. That's yeah. the thing. We we got a tip uh, that there are more women on. On this side of the island rather yeah. than the other but really what we what we what m why we made our choice to take the 
the one ferry over to what's Cherry the, Grove. Cherry Grove is because there's just more options to eat. Yeah. We so we were told there's like two main places to go: the Pines, Cherry Grove. Cherry Grove's got more restaurants and more women, and Pines has got more men. So right. we decided to go to the restaurants because we knew we were going to work up an appetite. Yeah. And um, the ferry ride over. I mean. You know, Nick and I, we are masters at getting there right at the very last second. Yes. And we usually get it done, and we did this time. We did. And so you get on this pile on this ferry with a fun captain and all of these people excited to go to the island. And we scooted over. The captain had a fun bit. What was his bit? The bit, there were two lines, ticket takers. Yeah. And we were like, uh, Hey, could we go on either line? And he went, hey, this ferry goes both ways. Oh, and yeah. Use, and use either line. And we're yeah. like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. And then uh, he was right. I also ran up to him in a panic with my hand raised yes. like I was in school. And he was like, yes, you, and yeah. pointed at me. Yes. Um, I enjoyed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got there. The ferry, I mean, the ferry to the little island is pretty a, a good magical situation totally. there. it does feel like you're but you're like entering some sort of paradise it feels like you're going to camp or like a sort of yeah like a magical camp yeah, like yeah. we're all on this adventure and basically what i wanted for my birthday was just a whole day at the beach a whole day uninterrupted you know like good four or five hours just laying on the beach i've been craving it um try try to go to far rockaway sometimes too many people okay don't like Far Rockaway. The water is dirty. So water is dirty. It's full of people. There's like suntan lotion on the water. You know when it's like glistening? You're like, what am I in a fucking lake? That's grease from Italians. Okay. Um, I'm Italian. I okay. know. Okay. Okay. So I was like, we'll go to an island. We'll get away from everybody. So this seemed like a very mystical experience we were having. We get um, we get there. We get off the ferry. And then you just walk down one of these little plank sidewalk type things. And all of a sudden, bada boom, bada bing, you're at the beach. Bada boom, bada bing, yeah, at the friggin' beach. It took us a little bit of time to get set up. I went and got chairs. I rented chairs, which, Nick, you got to agree. Nick was trying to talk me out of renting chairs. He's like, eh, don't worry about it. You got to agree. When I got them, they were pretty, Yeah, it was good chairs. Pretty, they were good chairs. They pretty much fixed the entire day. Well, not exactly. They were the chair. They made everything good. No, I enjoy. I enjoyed the chairs. The Don't, chairs were I, great. I enjoy sitting in a chair, especially because the water was so cold. Um, I wanted to get um an umbrella, you know, as you do when you go to the beach, but there was so windy, and we just kept watching all these umbrellas just like tumbling out of the sand and people chasing them. Yeah. Especially one couple that chased an umbrella like I don't know twenty times. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. The last time they like pretty much just let it like fly into the into, into the, the dunes. Into the dunes. Yeah, they're like fuck you, umbrella. Yeah, whatever. Um, so we didn't get an umbrella. Um, and then we just, we just sat at the beach. It was glorious. I went on numerous walks. I went on two very long walks. And what happens is this island, you just walk down the beach and then all of a sudden there are no people. And you're just like surrounded by nature and these like grassy dunes and flocks of birds. And it's, it, it felt that same isolated feeling of Olympic National Park. Once I got to the nature side of the the strip of beach where I was like, holy shit, I'm all by myself in this winter wonderland. And then a man, a naked man started walking towards me. Well, see, that's the thing, folks, is that these beaches are uh, nude, not mandatory. Not everybody's nude. I would say most people have their clothes on. But 50-50. Uh, a certain group of folks were really interested in having their flaccid penises walk about. Lots of older men with flaccid penises out. Yes. And, and they were... They were 
beautifully baked in the sun. Yeah, I mean, like a really. little Oscar Wiener. Yeah, Ashley was uh, commenting on the fact that there was a, a man who did. He, uh, what I enjoyed is this man was completely naked except for sunglasses and a hat. Yeah, um, it's almost like a, a dog turned into a person, <laughs> and um, and this guy was kind of walking. Um, back and forth on the shoreline in mm-hmm. front of all strolling. the people. He had a drink he, at one point. He kept strolling back and forth, and I was like, this man must just be interested in having, you know, people glance up and see him and his penis in the sunlight. Um, And yes, uh, Ashley's right. This man was brown, a brown, uh, he, clearly a white man. Yes, clear. That was another thing I found really interesting at Fire Island was like the tanning culture is alive and well. Like everyone was like there to tan, like bronze, uh, I think deep when, bronze tan. When you're dealing with nude beaches, like tanning is important. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting there with a basketball jersey on and still I look like uh, a pasty boy. You who just look fell like out a of ghost. Like a, I look like I c- crawled out of pancake batter. Like, that's what I, compared to these uh, golden cocks. I put on sun, lo- <laughs> I put on sun lotion at one point, and Nick told me I looked like I was from The Walking Dead. That's yeah. how white I was. Um, um, but, but so, so this yeah, man, I just want to talk about this okay, man. Okay, you want to talk so, about his. So this man, it was so brown, but as Ashley said, his penis was an orange color. Yeah, it was orange. I wonder if you think that's product? You think he's putting product on there to cover his bits put and pieces? SPF on the penis. So he's putting more on the penis, and that's why. I think so. Or is it because by nature the penis is a little redder, so when it gets mm. brown, it turns orange? I don't know. So we should have asked him, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> the idea of baking your genitals in the sun to the point where they change color just seems off to me. Yeah, there was lots of tits out. Lots of tits. Yeah, lots of tits. Um, lots, lots of. of tits. We saw some naked kids running around. It felt very European. It felt very lax. Very European. I loved it. Uh, I wanted to get my tits out, and Nick was like, no, please don't. Well, I'll be uncomfortable. Well, for like, I mean, quite honestly, you did have your boobs out. I did out get my boobs out, out right at, at the one end. one point, but it was yeah. more for maintenance. It <laughs> yeah. was like you had so much sand caked on them. I swam in the ocean a lot, and I got a ton of sand in my bathing suit, and then I was like, oh, I can just take my bathing suit off. Like, yeah. I loved that freedom where I was just like, I'm just going to go take my bathing suit off and wash my naked body in the water. Yeah, and uh, but I, so... The problem with the naked bodies is that I do feel like it kind of ruins the magic about the human form. Um, When it's just right there, glistening right in front of you, you kind of, you know, where, what mystery is there left in life if um, I'm looking, if I just look to my left and a man, you know, with headphones on stands up completely nude and has a cock ring on? Um, Like, what else do I need to learn about the human body Mm. if I'm just going to a free beach. Free, folks. Didn't pay nothing to get on this beach. Well, the ferry costs money. Sure. Yeah. But the beach was free. Yeah. That cock ring look, that was free, folks. Yeah. Could have stayed there all day looking at it. There was a man with a cock ring. I'm not trying to be funny here. That's not a punchline. This man was um, dressed his penis up for the beach. He did. And only his penis. Yeah. And I was like- And he took it off to swim. Yeah. So I asked (laughs) Ashley, I was like, oh, maybe it's like an implant of some sort, you know, like some sort of a piercing thing. I've heard of stuff like Prince Alberts and stuff. But no, uh, Ashley's right. The guy kind of popped it right off, went and took a dip, came back- 
popped it right back on and lounged out by himself reading a book. You know what? Good for him. What is the... I got to look into what a cock ring is doing. I think it added style, personally. Is it just style points? I think so. Is it not something that maybe he's training his penis for some sort of an event? Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like where you wear like free weights around your ankles if Mm. you're going to run a decathlon or something. Yeah. Or maybe he sprained his penis at some point and and some, you know, uh, doctor on Fire Island is like, you know what we do? Um, We have, we, if you put a cock ring on, it'll help for when you're at the beach naked. Mm, Maybe. There's got to be something because he was all alone. I think it was pure fashion. He was alone. And it wasn't like he was, he wasn't the man who was walking around in front of us. He he kind of was in a, like a kind of a more desolate area by himself with a, with his own towel blanket. And we were pretty far off to the side. So we had like the same, we, you know, we were, that's something I liked a lot about the beach. It wasn't people on top of each other. There's a lot of room. And we had the sort of same folks to look at throughout the day. Yeah. Which, um, you know, I, I feel like this, uh, this man, I think that he was doing a fashion choice. Um, I appreciated. I think if you are going to be naked, dress it up. Dress up the genitals. Why not? Because it wasn't just a. It wasn't just around the head of the penis or the shaft of the no. penis. There was one apparatus was... around the balls as well. Correct. So, so I mean, it was like a two piece. Yeah, it was a two piece. He was he was fancying it up, and the only problem, the only issue that I had is that it was it was so. Um, when, when you're looking at that, right, because he was kind of in front of us to the right, is that you, you start to go like, oh, no, am I a voyeur? I'm not, I don't want to be a voyeur. I don't want to be like, uh, you know, just watching this naked man walk around with his cock ring. But then I guess, I guess, you know, if he's walking around with his cock ring, then that's sort of his uh, M.O. I do feel like if you're com- if you're stark naked and we're talking sans cock ring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like that is more of like the idea of like, listen, I just want to be free and out here and have the sun hitting every point of my body and I want to swim in the ocean yeah. and I want to be one of uh, uh, back to animalistic nature. I am part of, I am nature. If you're wearing a cock ring, it's more like I'm going to show my cock ring off. Like, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, you're not, it's not really, it, to me, it, 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 it's different than wanting to be free. Because mm. quite literally, it almost looks like your dick's in handcuffs. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's the opposite of freeing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm not a gay man. I, I don't go to nude beaches, but I do have a penis. And I, I've never had a cock ring on, but I could tell you if I had one on, I would know it's on the whole time. And I would also, it would be a choice. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be like a, oh yeah, I left my cock ring on from last night. Or like, this is a thing where I slip it on, I polish it up. I probably have different versions. Ashley's saying, no, we can't talk about this anymore. Why? Because people like listen to our podcast in the car with their children. And they're going to be like, mommy, what's a cock ring? My mother listens to this in the car with my grandmother. I'm fine with her hearing okay, this. I'm, I'm going to tell her these, this in person. We're going to put a disclaimer up top. We can't just launch into a cock ring. Why do we keep having disclaimers for these episodes? We can't just launch into, because this is a reality podcast. No, this is a lifestyle podcast. <laughs> all right. Yeah, this is reality, folks. Folks, this is the real world, okay? You walk outside and there are naked men with penis rings on, all right? That's the world we're living in. Ash, put the mic back to your face. Listen, all right, fine. The last thing I'm going to say is there were two beautiful gay men in front of us who were on some sort of a date, and they stood up. They were naked. They had the biggest flaccid penises I've ever seen in my life. And I've been to a lot of gyms, a lot of locker rooms, big old flaccid penises, and it may I had a bathing suit on, and it made me want to put pants on. That's how much I was. I gotta I was... say, I wanted to be naked. There was like a part where I was like, maybe I'll just get naked because I love to be naked. I'm a, I just 
just love being naked. And I was like, this will be fun. But I couldn't get naked because Nick was basically wearing an outfit. He had on a shirt and <laughs> shorts. And I was like, I can't be butt-ass naked next to Nick who's all dressed yes, up. Yes, you could. Because those two gentlemen, those aforementioned gentlemen. They were with a guy who had on swim trunks. Yes. They were completely naked. You had on had a hat, a, a sunglasses, th- a shirt, shorts, <laughs> shoes, and socks. I didn't have shoes and socks on. I should have. I burned my feet. I, and you also asked me not to get naked. I was just like, I listen, we can't, you can't, we can't just all of a sudden start getting naked here. We're <laughs> first timers. Did you know it was going to be naked at the beach? I assumed it would probably be, uh, yeah, I think I did know. Yeah. Um, I wasn't shocked by it. Okay. It's also not the first time I've seen nakedness at a beach before. I, so I wasn't only want to go to naked beaches now. I think that's my new thing. I, I kind of liked it because there wasn't that many people there. There's not that many people there, and everyone's yeah. chill. Everyone is much more chill, I feel like. like I, Would you call... I kind of feel like oh, that's almost too chill. I like the <laughs> amount of chill that it was. Everybody was... I got lots of hellos. There were two men that had um, brought like the, their parrots, their tropical... Oh, yeah. these huge we're talking like your jimmy buffett parrot okay there were three of them they had two margaritas with them as well yeah they had like created this like driftwood structure so that these three beautiful parrots could just chill on it while they hung out at the beach yeah um i thought that like you're you're not finding that you know on your regular new jersey beach that's true you know what i mean and i i appreciated the flair i appreciated like um just it just felt more chill and then also more personal personality at the same time so the only other thing i want to mention and is less that kids there were and well there were kids there and there a were a couple there were a couple uh, yeah a few um so what the last thing i want to mention here is and it has something to do with the parrots is the fact that there there was uh, you were allowed to bring animals to this beach and oh many people were bringing dogs to the yes, beach so many cute dogs i just kind of feel like you if it's gonna be a nude beach it shouldn't be a dog beach Why? and vice versa. I just think too many things can go wrong, you know? Uh, <laughs> a dog goes rogue, just bites someone's dick off. It's too easy. Nick. People shouldn't be naked with domesticated pets, okay? I love it. I make sure it's a I return put, to I, nature. Anytime I I, um, I I change in my apartment, I put Lily in the closet. <laughs> I just don't want her to freak out just scratch a hole in my nutsack they <laughs> my two balls hit the ground <laughs> those parrots were around you think they were gonna peck someone's pecker off well i i'm starting to think that's why that man had the cock ring on for protection <laughs> from the dogs <laughs> and the parrots it just seemed okay I don't know. so All i'd right. like to talk more about the beach can we move past the uh, yeah I mean, why don't we move past the beach no completely? i don't want to move past the beach yet because i want to talk about the freaking water which was <laughs> glorious it was a little it was a little rough it rough was, and tumble it was rough once you met made it past the waves though you could just kind of float out there and it was like perfect it was crisp there was no one in the water which was a little odd i was kind of like where are why are all the people not in the water nick he had to pee for about three hours and he he refused to go in the water because he thought it was too cold. Then you sucked it up and you went in there. I had to. It was starting to go back in. Like, to, it was starting to, you know. Tell us about that water. It was cold as hell. Nick has a theory because it, it's cold for a second, right? It's shocking yeah. when you walk in. Mm-hmm. The waves are splashing on you. It's a shocking second of cold. But once you just jump in, your body, and then you start moving around, it's like the perfect temperature, I felt like. And then Nick was like, um, you're the only one who likes water this cold. 
I mean, you just seem to not have an issue with cold water. You go in no matter what. When I'm when I normally like, and the times where I'm like kind of protesting about going in the water, which is usually, but like really protesting, that's usually there's not people in the water, like not even kids. I mean, this happened the last time we were at the beach too. Actually, I didn't go in at all, but there was just nobody in there. The water was colder then. But today, there was enough, I mean, yesterday, there was enough people on the beach that you'd think people would be throwing a frisbee around in the water, but for the most part, I mean, a little later, when it got more populated, people went in, and that's when I went in, but, like, at first, there was nobody in there. There was just naked men standing with their ankles dipped in water, and it was just nobody would dare go in there, and then you jumped in, Yeah, and you do laps, and then you come back, and, uh... I eventually had to pee so bad that I had to get in there. And- I went in six times. I went in the water six times. And then um, Nick, he would walk up to the water. It would touch his ankles. <laughs> and he would come running back. It was cold. He said that he couldn't go in because a wave splashed on his calf. <laughs> hey, out of nowhere, folks. All right? It's called consent. It took three times, Nick, going down there, putting his little toe in the water. I mean, like, no, it's too cold. It was too cold. But then I went in, and it was okay once you got out there. But there was, like, a sandbar or something where there was a real, like, you couldn't go out too far, and you couldn't touch. The tide was very strange. And then the tide was super tough. There was an undertow, yeah. And when I went in there and and floated (laughs) around for a while, and then I... I just remember Nick being like, I can't feel the bottom. I can't feel the bottom. (laughs) And then I had to swim out of there. Like, I wasn't really conscious of what was happening. But, like, when I finally got out of there, I was like, there was a second where I was like, I didn't, there's a, I could have never come out of there. Like, I would have just been, like, pulled into sea. Like, yeah. Because it was, it was hard. It was a struggle to get back out to the beach part. And that yeah. scares me when that happens. That scared I don't like me. That. that, there, I, at one of the times, I think, like, the fourth time I was coming out, there was a moment where it was, um, I kept, trying to be able to get to the part where I could touch and then it would pull me back and I was like you gotta let me out of here I like said that to the ocean out loud I was like you gotta let me out I'm trying to get out and then I got out but it made me nervous just a teeny bit for the dogs because there were dogs kind of running in and out and I was like how is a dog you know uh, has less body weight than I do um, gonna get out of this it feels like a dog would be just like a child would be pulled into the undertow more are dogs better swimmers than us I don't think Equal so because they couldn't put their, they can't really put their head down underwater. Yeah, you never yeah. see like a dog doing a breaststroke. <laughs> yeah, their joints don't move that way. Yeah, they're always just doing the doggy paddle. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, honestly, the beach. I I mean, postscript on the beach. I got so fucking burnt. I'm so burnt. I'm more I'm more burnt than I've been in like years and years and years. Not to not the worst burn I've ever gotten. I'll tell you that. I've gotten some sun poisoning in my life, um, some stuff like that where things were like crisping and then flaking off, blistering. This is not that. Um, But I had like right where my little tank top was, like I'm burnt (laughs) like red, like all on my arms. I've also noticed on my kneecaps a little, also at the tops of my feet, and yes, my ankles. Okay, So so Nick and I take a very different approach to SPF. I layer it all over my body every two hours, or when I come out of the water, tons of SPF. I've got no burn. I've got a gentle glow. I've got a gentle glow, which is just what I wanted. Um, No burn, though. And and when I was, the FDA says when you use sunscreen for your entire body, it should be a full shot glass of sunscreen that's how much sunscreen you should use and when i put sunscreen on my legs at one point nick was like whoa that is way too much sunscreen do i have a burn on these legs you do not have a burn on the legs you see i grew up catholic so what we do is before we get to the beach we pray to our lady of guadalupe 
and we say, please do not let the sun scorn our skin. And then we use uh, a little bit of suntan lotion, and uh, that's about it. I did, But here's the thing. I reapplied. You watched me reapply, Ash. You just didn't use that much, and you didn't cover all your special bits, like the little soft armpit-like area. You know how I was taking that stick? I was putting it on my bikini line. You know, those are places I know burn. Did now I you use, know in the future to put it on your armpit. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm all burnt. I'm like hurting. Um, not too bad. Didn't really hurt in the in the shower. If it hurts in the shower, you know it's bad. You news. know it's bad. And I went to the gym and I ran around a lot and didn't really hurt. So Then we went and we had dinner and we got to witness, um, we got to see a little bit of a drag show that was happening on like the lower level of the place yeah, that we, we were at. It was quite a delight. Because, it was great. I mean, yes, the meal was overpriced and yes, it wasn't that good. But when this drag show started... Um, it was right up our alley because Drag Queen's name was Tina Burner. Tina Burner. Mm-hmm. A shout out to Tina Burner. Apparently she is uh competing in some sort of nationals and Hope um, you get it. Hope you win. She's done this for the last ten years or something like that. But um a very powerful drag queen. Um actually the lead up to it was uh her threatening the audience if that they broke out into a fist fight that they're gonna have to deal with her and that she was gonna kick their ass. Yeah, she said I'm nine feet tall. Because Apparently, earlier, there's a pool party drag show that Ashley and I, I think, saw a little, like, heard heard it while we were, like, returning our chairs. Yeah. But we needed to go get some food. And then, um, I guess there a fist fight broke out. And I believe, uh, listen, and, and this gets thrown around quite a bit at Fire Island, but they were blaming it on a group of straight people. And I walked around there. What do you mean that few, gets thrown around my, quite a bit? We Remember we were walking down into like one of like the nooks of Fire Island? Yeah, we explored There were all the two little... people that walked by, and one person said to the other, like, oh, there is nothing worse than a large group of straight people. Like, there, there's just a lot of talk about I heard, straight I folks. I didn't hear any straight yeah, folks yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, and, and I felt fine. welcome. Guess what? They're right. They're friggin' right. Because I would not expect on Fire Island there would be a fist fight at a drag show. I just wouldn't expect yeah. it. And maybe that's because I'm 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 uh I'm romanticizing gay culture yes. that it's peaceful. Exactly. Yeah. That's probably my fault. But hey, Tina Burner seemed to blame it on the straights, so I'm right there with her. Um so she was doing this show that was right up our alley because what she was doing was at least the first half of the show, the first few songs, is there would be sound clips of like reality show moments that she would kind of like mime to. It was amazing. And then depending on the song, the 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 like the, the moment, quote, yeah, or the moment, then a song would come on and she would do like half she, a performance. For she the was song. acting out iconic reality television moments. It felt like this act was like like for us and it opened up with the uh teresa judice flipping the table scene and it's like i'm like eating my like clams and i'm like sort of paying attention to the drag show but i'm like also like sun bleached and like <laughs> dead and like yeah, needing water really... and like i was in bad shape i'm like clams clams because also like i'm on a fucked up diet right now and i'm like not eating enough so i had like a smoothie and like uh some macadamia nuts for like 15 hours at the beach and like i'm like uh. and then all of a sudden i hear like um you fucking, you fucking whore prostitute or whatever she's like yelling. Uh, and I'm like, is that Teresa Judice? And I look and over, she's acting and out. she's acting out the whole scene, and then the table flip, and then they sing a she song. She flips about the t- table. And where like are you going? Like an imaginary Ash? table. She flips an imaginary table, and then she. Did. I thought Ash got up to check the time. I really thought she was about to flip the table. <laughs> I'm like, we're not on video. 
Um, it was wonderful. Then there was some Project Runway stuff. Oh, lots of Project Runway um, stuff. Then it turned into like the um, the uh, Britney Leave Her Alone yes. video. They did a uh, the Doctor Phil when Bad Baby was on Doctor Phil. Oh, mm-hmm. excuse me, the uh, Cash Me Outside girl. Mm-hmm. I know her as Bad Baby. I'm mm-hmm. a fan. Um, and so it was like a whole. Uh, like basically stuff that in in that culture that gets like very a lot of memes that you'd get from it like she did like uh, uh, uh Tina Burner did like an hour show yeah just a sound bite and then like 18 seconds of a song that kind of complements it it was incredible it was pretty awesome and she was doing it for a while because like yeah. we like settled up went on a walk then waited for a boat and she was still out there doing it and then the she would it was hot as fuck and she did the shit outside and she was in like crazy outfit like yeah so much outfit and so much makeup yeah i i can't imagine performing like that in that humidity um, outside with so much makeup on. That is a skill in itself mm-hmm. to not want to like the fucking heels die. The heels were a skill in themselves. She was wearing like the six inch heels. And she also had jokes. She had so many jokes. So many jokes. Really put on a show. Um, there is a, a follow up uh, performer called Head of Lettuce, which I was told we need to check out. So I've heard of Head of Lettuce. We got to go check out Head of Lettuce. Um, Head of Lettuce was the 9 p.m. show. Anyway, so then we got on our little ferry. We and went. we got the top of the ferry. Top on the way of the back. ferry this time, folks. Stop at a ferry. And to then you. Nick had his the best moment of his trip, which was eavesdropping on two men talking about uh, a steakhouse and scooters. <laughs> yeah, it was great because uh, let's. It's all right. You're being ra- you're being swept up and uh, taken away to this magical land. Yeah, but that land is in Long Island, so you're still dealing with a lot of older Long Island guys. Yeah. and I just love to hear an older Long Island guy talk. Yeah, if hey, you're gonna have a scooter. Hey, so uh, what do you uh, you want to go? that uh parlor over there uh you know it's oh where's the parlor you don't remember where that is uh you can follow me when we get to the car uh it's that uh, place that's right next to the dollar tree uh, it's a good steakhouse i don't really remember where that is but i'll come i'll follow you yeah, all right yeah, great you gotta follow me oh is that so denise lost the remote between the two couch cushions and uh, yeah. she never even told us about it i was, I was i was turning that cable box on and off all weekend yeah that's that's a problem and that's basically what I listened to. I'm thinking about getting a scooter because this guy was like completely overweight. I was like, yeah, I saw somebody with that scooter and I asked him a lot of questions. What would you ask him? Well, you need like a uh, handicap sticker for the... What type of handicap sticker? You know, like a handicap sticker that you would have like on your license. I already got one of those. Can I use that? Well, I would say you probably have to ask the fire department. What, if I have the sticker? I will listen to a conversation <laughs> like that for as long as it exists. Meanwhile, I, I'm staring off into the tall grass of the island, dreaming of being like uh, running wild naked through the woods with the deer. Are there deer on that island? There are. There's a lot of deer, and we didn't see one. I, I was looking for them. We did see a lot of beautiful monarch butterflies. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Lots of butterflies. It was just like fly right up to your face. Um, all right, so why don't we break here, yeah. come back, and talk a little bit about Are You the One? I believe we watched episodes five and six of this season eight. Come one, come all, when we come back. Folks, we are back. We're going to talk about Are You the One? Um, we watched two episodes last night. We're all caught up. 
Um, it's a really good season. Loving uh, the show. Still loving the show. Yeah, one of the better seasons in a long time, I mm-hmm. think, on this show, in my opinion. Um, Somehow entertaining and not as, like, like drama messy as the past uh, seasons. And I'm not sure how they're pulling that off. It's like low-key disag- drama. I might have to disagree with you low at this key point. Low-key drama. I don't know about that. You, uh, you don't have Amanda Garcia screaming in Mike's face and then him pushing her down onto a bed and getting taken out of the house. I think it's more... I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not as aggressive, but there's a lot of drama. If you're going to talk about um, Nor and what's-her-name... What's that girl's name? That Amber. She's Amber. Yeah. If you want to talk about, but um, Nora and Amber, it's Max kind of... and Justin. I mean, that kind of came back around. You want to talk about Kai and Jenna? There's a lot of stuff. But going that on. drama feels like self-contained Jonathan relationship drama. Stealing Justin. That was crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's gonna going to be on. some spoilers here, by the way. So yeah, I hope totally. you're this all is, caught up. We're going to be spoiling uh, five and six for you guys. Um, so. Yes, uh, I, I would say that there is a lot of drama here. Mm-hmm. They're not fist fighting, mm-hmm. if that's the deal, if that's what you're talking about. There hasn't, there's no, there doesn't seem like anybody wants to be violent, yeah. with one another. And there doesn't some real seem to be as craziness. much bullying or like, like you know, I mean, well, there was the bullying with Paige and and Noor, but mm-hmm. that was wrapped up very quickly. I mean, I'm thinking like Deandra and Nerese. I mean, remember them screaming in each other's faces like five episodes in a row over Malcolm? Yeah, yeah. We're not getting that. Well, we don't got Malcolm. You know, Malcolm does that to a lady. Oh, my God. Um, I'm really enjoying this. Se- I think this might be my favorite Are You The One season so far. I, I, These last two episodes could have used more Remy and could have used more um, Basit. I'm going in and out. Is that your headphones? That's your headphones. Oh, how do I fix that? You're Just all... plug that in? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it could have used more Remy and more Basit. Basit. What did I say? Basit. Basit. Is Basit. Basit. It's not Basit. No, because you were... Co- is it's it Basit? It's Basit. <laughs> it's been a while. I'll tell you, Basit, Basit, either or. Um, I guess it's Basit. Not being featured on these episodes anymore. These last two, yeah. Um, and Which is a shame, because I'm, I'm tuning in 60% for Basit. And, and, and honestly, um, I had thought uh, that they... Uh, were kind of the heart of the show for a while. I think so too. And then I think what's going on is there's not maybe maybe they're not stirring up enough well, drama for every time uh, Basit is being featured, they're like giving advice to they're like playing therapist to someone in the house like i feel like people go to them when they're feeling bad and need to talk yes and also clearly will not get in the muck and the mire of like what other folks are you know having issues yeah has no no desire to involve themselves with house drama it feels like um, you know, other people that are not really being featured on this show is uh, uh, Asia. Mm-hmm. Now, Asia is getting featured on the last on episode six, mm-hmm. like, and it seems like she 
it seems like she pulled this five something. So there was a five something. There was a five on, on one of these episodes, which was more. It didn't. It looked like a makeout party. Yeah, it looked kind of like you know. Looked less X rated. There was a point in which somebody was jumping on a bed. Yeah. So I, I'm not too sure if that happens at during all five sums yeah. where somebody's like jumping on a bed with a pillow. Um, but I think that that she did that to get camera time. Do you think like to get a storyline? Mm, interesting. Because very quickly afterwards she denounced that behavior and said that that wasn't her and yeah. like it now I'm I got to get serious and try to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And to me it was like that's like a kickstart in or into a storyline. Yeah. And it's like now it's like now she has built for herself like a way to like overcome like what her problems are with she's always having five sums with people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cuz she was getting involved in Max and uh, Justin's relationship. Mm-hmm. They had triple kissed a couple of episodes prior. Mm-hmm. And then like clearly the other thing is like pretty clearly like Asia is, I kind of find her to be kind of straight. Is that, mm. is that, is that, a, is that wrong for me to um, say? I just think that there's no way for us to know and that the show is sexually fluid. Yeah. So it's like, who knows? I haven't I, seen her. I've only seen, seen her, her have fawning, straight behavior. Over. She seems like she's got the most straight behavior in the house, in my opinion. Mm. Um, she doesn't seem to make any connections with people that aren't men. Mm. And I don't like to do this. I really don't because it makes me sound like I, I'm afraid of what it makes me sound like. But I'm going to go out there on the limb. Yeah. Folks, this is reality TV. If you think that Asia would be the first person to stretch the truth to get herself on television, well, you'd be thinking wrong. I'm I don't, I'm not here to claim that Asia isn't who she claims to be and and lives the life that she claims to live, but I am saying that at least in this edit, I'm not seeing anything other than sort of heteronormative behavior coming from Asia. Hmm. And I just don't know, I kind of feel like if you want to find your perfect match on this show, and this show being like the first show with fluid sexuality, Mm -hmm. that odds are you're going to be paired up with somebody that identifies as the same sex as you. I'm just saying playing the numbers game here, trying to figure out who your perfect match is. I'm saying start with something that isn't opposite genders be only because you're got to get an MTV's like producer mind yeah. like they're looking to get a bunch of like non-traditional straight relationships on TV they want you to build towards something that they haven't shown yet on this show so i would say start if you're like doing this from straight strategy if I was on this version of the show, yeah, and I on the show was like I'm, I have fluid sexuality, yeah, I'll t- uh, I am bisexual. I would immediately go in there and be like, all right, which one of these guys are the ones for me? Because odds are they're pairing me up with another guy because that's what this show is about. Because I, I made a joke when we were watching um, this show last night. I go, what if like at the end their perfect matches are all opposite gendered matches? And they're like, nope, sorry, everybody here is straight. You know what I mean? Like that would be so fucking weird. Yeah. Matchmakers um, are all Christian. Yes. And, and we've decided. decided that, surprise, you guys are fixed. You know, some crazy fucking thing like yeah, that. Yeah, that would be bizarre. Um, But so you got to think like it's probably more on the other end of the spectrum. Right. At the end when you see like the variety of couples, perfect matches. 
cases. Yeah. I'm going to say most of them aren't, wouldn't be considered like a straight relationship. Right. So like to be Asia and just be going after men, 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 and not trying to open herself up and looking for somebody else of a different, you know, sexual preference, gender, what, what have you, you're shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen everybody else try both both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, everybody else mm-hmm. al- almost, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I, I just I'm not I feel like there's something that's coming off that, to me that's just a little bit phony. And she seems a little bit over uh, out of her depths and she's not making connections for a reason. Mm hmm. Um, do you have any feelings on, I, I'm only interested by her because she all of a sudden popped up on my feed here. Like, like she was not on this show for five episodes and all of a sudden she was like a good piece chunk of a show. Still not a main storyline, still definitely a B storyline, but now she's here. Yeah. I don't have many feelings about, about her. I, the only thing, and this is not at all about what you discuss, Nick, and for that I am sorry, but I will say that she is part of the Lion Tattoo Brigade. Everyone on this show has a lion head tattoo and or it seems like it like and she is one of them. Now, what does this mean? I think it means they're all Leos because I've seen like lion tattoos. And then I think maybe Jasmine has like the actual Leo symbol on her back or maybe that's also Aisha. I I don't know. I know that Aisha has like a lion tattoo on her thigh. Maybe she also has the Leo symbol on her back. I just feel like everyone is a Leo in this house, which astrologically is fascinating. I guess it is. If I knew anything about that stuff, I would be able to say something about it. But okay, so there's that. You don't have any opinions on them. On, uh, Jenna has a lion tattoo. Um, so what? the other things that are popping up. Okay. Who's the nerd in the glasses? His name's Brayden. Okay. So Brayden and Jenna. Danny. His name's Danny. <laughs> Brayden? <laughs> so Danny and Jenna had a thing. So Danny, um, Jenna and Kai are a confirmed no match. Yes. They even were, though they're still hooking up. Even though they're still hooking up. That dirty dog Kai. Yeah, Nick is like... Dirty dog Kai. Kai's all over the place. Kai falls in love with anybody who kind of shows him affection and... Is Kai what you would call a fuckboy? Oh, well, no. Here's the problem. It seems... And this is why I have sympathy for Kai's situation. From what I can tell from like the first episode of this show, like when Kai walked in the room and everybody was like... Who the fuck is that? Yeah, who's that Justin Bieber boy? I do not think Kai had ever been in a situation of um, where... uh, So many people were trying to get with him? Yes, and I think it's just kind of like Kid in a Candy Store style shit. Yeah. So, like, living out fantasies, I get it, I get it, I get it. But for the purposes of finding your one one and only true fucking perfect match, Kai's not doing a... uh, Well, maybe Kai is doing a good job moving from... From person to person to person to person. But Kai and Jenna still hooking up, even though we all know it's a faux pas in that house that once you are confirmed no match, that you do not hook up with that person. You must find a new match. You must be open. Otherwise, you're screwing over the house. So that's still going on. But while that's happening... Jenna and Danny have like a little um, could we be something sort of moment where Danny's like, I think we could be something. I do. And Jenna's like, I like him as a friend. I'm but for a second, so Jenna's whole situation was like, if I had 
found this out about you first, Danny. I think me and you would be like so on, but yeah. unfortunately, and she keeps saying I'm infatuated, obsessed, with, obsessed yeah. with Kai. I'm obsessed with. But Kai. so they're still trying to. Danny and Jenna are trying to figure it out, and Danny is is really, really going for this, like really hard. And I and I feel for my man da- Danny. Because Danny is not is definitely on the Asha uh, end of the spectrum or the Asia uh, Asia, Asia. Uh, uh, end of the spectrum. No Wh- screen time. No screen time. No storyline. Not really having any connections that are real. Um, and then uh, he got one here. He got somebody on the line. And then so they go outside and kind of like get to know each other. They real have a quick. date. They, oh yeah, they do go and, off and have a talk. And like he is go pulling out all the stops. Like listen, yeah. you know how like all the things that you feel bad about yourself. I'm the other way. So I can help you yeah. like any which way. Like, Did you know that the universe is 99% helium and uh, I, hydrogen? Yeah, okay, so that's like, needs, I like science. Yeah, that, Did you know? Yeah, that needs a little bit of setup. Because she's like, you know, I, Danny, I actually come to think of it really like you because like I'm normally into like the really big nerd stuff like you know tall skinny with glasses nerdy that's kind of like right up my I, I love facts and, and and things like and and science and math and all those things and then that's when Danny's like did you know that most things are made up of hydrogen and oxygen yeah and she's like oh my god that's so cool like it's yeah. such like a quick like minute date of like getting to know you and like two people who are like probably not meant for each other like trying to force the issue totally and Danny trying really hard and then he's danny's like you know how like you're unstable well i'm very stable yeah um and and then eventually i believe they go on a date they do go on a date together but unfortunately also on that date is kai and his new boo what's her name she's from memphis i think or jasmine jasmine did they go on the date Yes, yes, yes. Oh. They, I believe they all go on that date together. Remember? Oh, this is going to be awkward. Yeah. And they ride jet skis together. Jasmine from um, Oxford, Missouri. I thought she was from Mississippi. Yeah, I, I thought so too. That must be wrong. Yeah. Can you well, pause it? Yeah, it's Jasmine. I don't know. They're saying uh, Missouri. She. I thought she said I Mississippi, she but said who Mississippi. knows? She's got quite an accent. She's my fave that's not getting screen time. Um, well, getting screen time now because... Yeah, now she's hooking up with Kai. Caught Kai's eye. Yeah. Uh, they both have nose rings, the same type of nose rings. Very important. They have that in common. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, they're on a date. The All four of those people are on a date. Kind of ruins Danny's experience. And actually, when in the solo date part of the, of the double date... Uh, Danny's like, hey, let's get this going, Jenna. Me and you. And Jenna's like, I like you as a friend. Yeah. And it she was really, really throws tough. down the. It was really tough to see. The dividing line there. So I, I got someone into the show over the weekend. I successfully, in real life, was talking about this show and got a friend to watch it. And they're all caught up. Um, wonderful comedian and performer, Josh Sharp. Talked to him about it on Saturday at a picnic. By Sunday night, he was all called up. And uh, he had like a very astute insight that I appreciated, which is that um, as like culture progresses, you know, and we get more of this sort of open um, sexuality type of people on in the main conversation. So as culture progresses, we there's more visibility. Um, the type of people who want to be on reality shows don't change. Yeah. And I really liked that yeah. insight. What do you think? I agree. I mean, these people are as vapid as any other people that have ever been on the <laughs> show. They're clearly reality television people. Yeah. 
And it's just nice to know that those people exist everywhere. Yeah. All shapes, colors, sizes. All shapes, colors, except for Basit, who is... Yes, but there's probably been Basits on other seasons other shows. of this show, yeah. but we're just not thinking of them. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's a real wild time. I, and um, so in the first... Uh, I'm going to go through another... Uh, sto- couple, two quick storylines, and we can then we'll we'll talk about ceremonies, and then we'll get the, out this motherfucker because uh, we have to go to work. Um, so okay, so number one is Justin and Max. Okay, so Max is a guy who's like from Ohio, and he's like super straight to his family in Ohio and friends. Then lives in LA and kind of lives a gay life or a bi life, um, but still has not come out to his family and friends. So his story is like this is pretty much me going all in. Like uh, here, I'm on television. I'm living my life the way I want to live it. All that good stuff. Um, and it's quite a touching story. And I like Max. And then now there's Justin who has a really. But you said that was Justin. No. Who that's from? Max. That's no, Max. That's Max from Ohio. Okay. He, you definitely and, said uh, Justin. Yep. Okay. So we have Max, and Max is from Ohio. Yeah. And he uh, is straight in Ohio. And he kind of looks like your classic, like blonde Abercrombie yeah. model. Yeah. He's uh, he looks like just a guy who plays like football. Yeah. Like he's a, seems like a, a, a your let's just say your normal suburban white guy. And he's incredibly endearing. Um, very endearing. Good story. Falls for Justin really hard. Justin yes. is from Cal. Um, went into the military. His mom kicked him out uh, and, and replaced him with his, her boyfriend or something. Some when really he was 14. terrible stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, real him. sad home He's stuff. He's blaming the fact that he's a fuckboy on that because he wants to cut and run before the uh, person he's with cuts and runs. I don't buy that, yeah. but I do because he's another, he's like a Kai. Uh, I mean, maybe even worse than Kai when it comes to like how quickly he's moving through some of this cast. Um, and so Max and Justin uh, hooked up. Then they, uh, uh, Max kind of pushed Justin away in an episode, just kind of fearing for this relationship progressing. Then eventually comes back to Justin and goes, listen, I fucked up. I want this. So they have that. And they're uh, uh, kind of a couple. They're sitting together at matchup ceremonies, at light ceremonies. And then on uh, episode five, Justin just gets up and like starts hooking up with uh, Asia, mm-hmm. And like out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it was strange. It was strange. Well, we had seen them have a three-way kiss on the dance right, floor, right. which I guess is foreshadowing to this moment. This was around the five sometime. Yeah. And so then... Max gets upset. Max gets pissed yeah. rightfully so like really and not hiding it Mm-mm. um you know and then eventually justin comes back to max and goes listen i fucked up gives him the whole sob story about i like to cut and run before my partner does and max takes him back fully yeah so that's what we're dealing right with right now with the max and, and justin thing the other thing is there's a sect of the house that believes max and justin are a perfect match really it's max justin and remy the three of them seem to think no besit yeah. as well oh really yes because remy and besit were sitting with each other too uh. until they found out that well we'll get to that in a second but so um Episode five lighting ceremony. They still get to uh, one beam. I think it was I think one, one yeah. beam. They're going backwards at this point. Um, everybody now is speculating who the one beam is. Now, Max and Justin sat together that ceremony. So did Nor and Amber, who are another yeah, couple. And so did Kylie and the blonde. Kylie and the blonde. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so Nor and Amber is another situation where, if you remember when we were talking about this later, uh, I mean, a couple weeks ago, um, uh, Carrie and Kylie, is it? Mm-hmm. It's Kylie and Ka- Carrie. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, Carrie's from New Jersey. Um, always like to know that they bring New Jersey people into the show. Yeah, she mentions it. So, okay. So That's- Nor and Amber are another hot button topic here. Okay. If you remember correctly, uh, Amber went on a private date with Paige, uh, Paige, uh, Nor got really aggressive towards Paige saying, don't fuck with my wifey and calling her an ostrich and really just, um, picking on her. Acting like her. an ass. It was awful. It was a really bad look for Nor. Maybe not like Nor. Yeah. And then made Amber promise not to do anything on their date. Amber goes on the date, doesn't do anything, had the chance, doesn't do anything. While she's at the date, Noor hooks up with Kylie. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty bad news. Noor cops to the fact that she hooked up with Kylie to Amber. Amber's like, okay, well, that makes me not really like you. I'm very hurt by this. I need space. Yeah. Wrecks that whole relationship. But they still keep sitting with each other at ceremonies. So they sit together at season, uh, the episode five ceremony where they got one beam. So now it's like, is it Noor and is it Amber that's the one beam? Is it Max? Is it Justin? with the one beam is it Carrie is it Kylie with the one beam mm-hmm. these are the people that would be sitting together when they would get two beams so now we're like we have one of these so then episode six comes along they go to their ceremony and Jonathan don't forget about Jonathan Jonathan's the one that was struggling with Basit okay mm-hmm. to basically uncomfortable with the fact um, you know that Jonathan's beautiful he's beautiful and kind of dumb and he's t- kind of dumb and Basit really had eyes for Jonathan trying Basit to prove is like to we've Jonathan. connected on a spiritual level and Jonathan doesn't want to let it happen Jonathan's fixated on Justin yeah and Justin's like no no yeah so Jonathan very picks, odd Jonathan picks first Jonathan picks Justin so now Justin has to sit with Jonathan that means Max and Justin can't sit together who people believe is a perfect match. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, oh, we're going to find out. That screws up everything to where a whole bunch of people don't sit the way that they're supposed to sit. But who does sit together is Amber and uh, Noor. Noor yeah. And Kylie and Carrie, the yep. other two beams that we assume could be the perfect match. They go through the, Terrence J goes through the lighting ceremony. What happens, Ash? Blackout. Episode six is a blackout. blackout. They just lost a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. It's big news. But something we all find out, find out now is that everybody, look to the right, look to the left. Who you sit next to, they are not your perfect match. Wow. Go get to work. Wow. So what does that mean? That means Nor and Amber, not a perfect match. That yep. means Ka- Carrie and Kylie, not a perfect match. Yep. That means Max and Justin, wait a minute. <gasps> Was that the beam? <gasps> So that's where we're kind of left off on now. And it's just like, wow, Justin and Max might actually be the first perfect match. And the goal should be for episode seven is to get them in that truth booth. See, I disagree. I think you know they're a perfect match and you should not waste a truth booth on them. I don't. I want to confirm perfect match so we can never have the possibility of blacking out ever again. Okay, so I want that perfect match. I want to lock it in, okay? I mean, that means that all the other thing, I mean, Basit and Remy were uh, together. Uh, they're not a perfect match. I mean, it, it, the, the fact that it had a blackout, it's going to help a lot to get the money eventually, but 
boy, it's it's tough going. Guys, that was the podcast. We're going to leave you right there with it. Thank you so much for listening. Do us a favor. Rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Say something nice. We'd love 100 reviews. Please be part of the solution. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, at RealityBlowsPod. You can email us any suggestions of things to watch, uh, RealityBlowsPodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Ashley on Twitter, at Ashley B. Roberts. Follow me on Instagram, at Nick Maritato. That's N-I-C-K-M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Um, and as always, folks, uh, keep listening to our show. Goodbye. Goodbye.